Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Live from Patriots Training Camp, this is Patriots Unfiltered. All right, the day is finally here. Day one, Patriots Training Camp 2022. We'll be here live throughout today's practice. I'm Mike Dussault, Patriots.com. Join Paul Perillo, Alexandra Francisco. Guys, we've got the crowd here. I don't know if it's going to be a, a super interesting day in terms of what happens on the field, but I think we're back. Football, the, the train has started on the 22 season, and, uh, and here we are. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Good job by Deuce. I'm really excited to say, I don't know if there's going to be too much exciting happening here today. <laughs> you know, we're going to be here anyway. All right. That's true. Uh, Paul, I think you're having a mic problem there. Flip the uh, switch on the top of your thing is what I'm being told. Am I? There's our guys. But, guys, we've already got some players here coming out now. Mac Jones, of course, came out to a big cheer before practice started, getting that cr- talking to the crowd. A lot of Mac Jones jerseys there. And I think, you know, for the people that are joining us here today who maybe check out a little bit during the offseason, uh, maybe we can give them a little bit of a recap. But I think the biggest thing that we need to know coming in here today is Mac Jones, year two. The big free agency class from last year, you know, some returns a little better than maybe others, but overall, I think that's kind of the core, along with some of the young guys that haven't gotten a chance yet, especially on the defensive side of the ball, with some of the veterans no longer here, Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins, a few, J.C. Jackson, of course, ending up with the Chargers, but overall, I think there's going to be some opportunities for some new faces to, to step up, and also, you know, for some guys last year that, that maybe didn't quite hit the level that we were all kind of hoping for or expecting to, to maybe build off of what they did last year and, and maybe take that second-year leap, so to speak, as free agents. Yeah, and there's a couple of guys in particular that I'm, I'm curious to see, and that's Nelson Aguilar and Jonu Smith. Those are the two guys that I, I, I kind of want to see if there's anything to the whole, uh, you know, a little bit more comfort in the system kind of nonsense, I'll call it what I think <laughs> it is, um, and, and see if they, they look any different. To me, um, that and just the overall team speed. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on, on the regular uh, unfiltered shows. They drafted a lot of guys that are really fast. And that was one thing that I know that um, you know, a lot of people talked about during the course of last season is they really needed, to, they're, they're really slow. Uh, on the field, their lack of speed shows up. They drafted a lot of guys that were at the top uh, at their position groups in terms of speed. I want to see if that translates to the practice field probably not a good gauge uh, now, but like as, as Mike said, once the pads get on, maybe toward the weekend, uh, we get to see a little bit more uh, if that speed manifests itself on the field. Yeah, and already, already some good signs, you know, based off of what we saw in, in OTAs in minicamp. Um, you know, rookies, Marcus Jones here, uh, you know, wasn't really a participant. I think he was one guy we all were looking out for to see if he might be on the PUP list, had double shoulder surgery this offseason. But, you know, he's out on the f- field right now, no red jersey. That's a, you know, a good sign as well as rookie Pierre Strong, who you mentioned, Paul, is rookie speed. One of those fast guys. He's Both one of guys, actually. Guys. Both of those guys I'd like to see running around because they're supposed to be special when it comes to uh, just flat-out speed. And so you're getting a chance now. We're uh, working on some warm-ups. This is kind of the pre-practice period where, you know, everybody kind of gets onto the field. We're, we're trying to do our due diligence to take attendance, make sure we've got everybody uh, checked off and we've got a full complement of squad. So Alex, this is your first, well, it's not your first training camp, but it's your first training camp My on first the inside. internal. Your first real one, because <laughs> it's the first yeah. one with us. You're up here uh, above, this on the sides of Gillette Stadium, getting to, uh, yeah, to observe. Yeah, the ropes. But, but you've been here a few months though now. I mean, what are you What are you curious to uh, to see this, this in this training camp? Like you said, all those guys that were really hoping to make 
that second year jump. I'm really hoping the guys that underperformed last year really show out here in camp. And uh, rookie class, I think what I'm most excited to see how uh, how they all come in, how that translates. I want to see Taekwon run. And yeah. uh, <laughs> he's going to be running up that hill over there. Uh, not to make a Stranger Things reference. Yeah, but I, I, I caught it though. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, but. Again, uh, rookie Jack Jones, we're also, uh, you know, seeing him down there. You're getting a look right now at Mac Jones getting warmed up. Uh, you know, Jack Jones definitely in the mix, but I think uh, it's a good point, Alex. And, you know, we'll see which of those rookies are, are getting, I guess, opportunity reps and not, you know, somewhat in the learning phase, guys that, that are right in the mix. But, but right now we're, we're getting a look at Mac Jones, and, and I think it's really going to be about him in this training camp. And all eyes will be on him, especially joint practices coming up in a couple weeks. And, you know, we'd love to hear from you guys, of course, too. Please, uh, you know, Call in web radio at patriots.com. Send us an email. And if you have a chance, come on down. I mean, this is a, a, as good as it gets. Free football right here. Guys are going to be back signing autographs this year. Beautiful day. Perfect day. Uh, you know, not too humid as it's been. Um, so I think it's a good, uh, it's a good chance to get things kind of rolling here a little bit. But it uh, looks like we got, you know, pretty, pretty good crowd. Pretty good crowd right now. Yeah, and as we're continuing to sort of set the table uh, as to what we're looking for, a couple other things that jump into my mind. I'm just looking at some players as they're coming out. Some veteran free agents uh, that the Patriots signed, um, particularly the cornerbacks. Uh, Malcolm Butler is out there. Um, Terrence Mitchell is another guy. I, I'm kind of, you know, anxious to see what kind of role uh, either one of those guys can, can carve, if at all. And, you know, there's one uh, local report, Greg Bedard, who we talk about a lot on our show, um, sort of speculated that Malcolm Butler may not even really be part of the, the, the plans in, in 2022. So I, I'm curious to see some of those veteran guys. Obviously, they have big shoes to fill with Stephon Gilmore and J.C. Jackson no longer here. Uh, and there are going to be jobs that are open. Jalen Mills is probably the only corner returning that – will play yeah you know you know yeah. he'll i don't know That's exactly sure thing, yeah right. i don't know exactly where he'll play but he will have a role i, I would say more than likely uh, and then the rest of them this this question marks you know jonathan jones starting on pup mm -hmm. you know a lot of people think you know he's sort of a, a lock for the slot corner job I, you know if he's healthy yeah you don't know what that shoulder is going to look knows, like you know I, I you know his his contract is a little up there so if you get guys like malcolm butler and terrence mitchell who are on, you know, lower-end deals, uh, you know, maybe there's, you know, a, a job to be won there, and, and, a, and a veteran like Jones is, is fighting an uphill battle. We'll get a look at some of the uh, offensive linemen coming out, of course. Cole Strange, uh, rookie first-round pick, and uh, it seems like he will be probably right in the mix uh, with the top group, as we saw in, in the mini-camp sessions. Uh, any other rookies that we haven't really kind of touched upon yet? You know, it's a, a little bit light. I mean, I think a lot of us were expecting, a, you know, a, some kind of defensive line, linebacker with all the turnover that they've had, but they didn't do that. And, and you know, out, out right now I see Raekwon McMillan walking out who just was, you know, initially started on PUP, came off uh, in the last two days. So he's fully recovered, it appears, from an ACL injury last year. And, I mean, Paul, last year it seemed like through offseason and, and going into training camp, early days of training camp before he got hit, he was – he was kind of right in the mix with, with everything. It, it seems like the arrows are pouring for him being a significant one of those guys to replace the yeah. high towers, the Van Noys, the Collinses. That's another one. It's another position where there are jobs to be won. Uh, you know, the, the only guy that you would figure with certainty that will be in the mix is Juwan Bentley. So whether it's uh, a guy like McMillan or, uh, I don't know, Jelani Tavai. Yeah, Mac Wilson, another uh, you know, uh, Mac Wilson, uh, you know, even, in, you know, if you want to, like, go to Harvey Longy, you know, guys like that. Somebody is going to have to earn a role, and 
I know a lot of people have penciled in guys like Cameron McGrone and Raekwon McMillan, and these guys are automatically going to have jobs, but this is where I think you're going to figure out who actually does have one and, and who's still fighting for a, a roster spot. So, Paul, we saw, uh, I mean, Mac Jones seemed like he was all over the place this year, uh, you know, different uh, social media posts. I know those are your favorite. Uh, <laughs> of him working out with all his different receivers, whether it was, you know, guys that he played with last year, whether it was new guys like Lil Jordan Humphrey. I think, I mean, it's hard to, to talk about the 2022 Patriots and not say Mac Jones is, you know, the, the kind of the top storyline. And, you know, what does he do in year two? Bill Belichick had a lot of praise for him yesterday. Uh, what, what do you look for, Paul, in, in training camp from Mac Jones? I mean, he came in as a rookie last year, looked pretty in control, maybe hit a next level uh, in the offseason in terms of the OTAs looking in command. But, you know, as we, as we watch these practices start to unfold here, what, what, what do you want to see out of Mac Jones? I would just see, a, let's say, a continuation of what we saw in terms of the control. I, I thought last year he looked very comfortable right from the start in terms of what he was doing, and that was the thing that impressed me the most was uh, in terms of rookie quarterbacks that we've seen over the years, I don't think that he played really any differently than most of the ones we've seen, but I do think he sort of comported himself a little differently than some of the ones that we have seen. Uh, in terms of getting the ball out, the plays didn't break down as often. I didn't think with him uh, running the show, say, as, as opposed to a guy like Matt Castle or Ryan Mallett in the past. Um, you know, there's been a lot of rookie quarterbacks in camp here. I don't think we had one that had sort of the potential to play like he did last year right when he came in as a rookie and like Mac Jones did. You yeah. know, the other rookies didn't have that opportunity and he looked different mm -hmm. to me than, than most of those other ones. Poise yeah. is a good word, Alex. Yeah, especially when the pocket, with all the chaos around him, I think that's my experience of watching camp for a couple of years of the some of the rookie quarterbacks, Jared Stidham a little bit, you know, you could see them become very aware of the pass rush at certain times. And, and Mac really from the gate didn't really seem to blink at, at things going on around him. Uh, you mentioned the word poise, Alex. I mean, I think that's kind of the, the perfect description. And, you know, I think the question is now, how do you, how do you build on that poise? And how do you, right. you know, show even more command of the offense this year? Yeah, it's like, you, it's like right now you're a quarterback that probably won't lose your team the game, but can you win your team the game? Yeah, I think that's a... That's a good way to put it. And, you know, as, as a contrast, we're seeing, you know, Bailey Zappi here a little bit in the background uh, as guys are getting warmed up in the red jersey, 55. Of course, that's the Patriots tradition to put the rookies in the f starting at number 50. But I think it'll be an interesting comparison to what Mac did last year. And, you know, granted, probably Bailey Zappi isn't going to get a ton of meaningful reps uh, in, in here in training camp, at least early on. But, you know, something to kind of contrast what we saw from Mac last year of how does, you know, another rookie quarterback look. And, and maybe he shows, you know, similar grasp of the offense, similar kind of poise. Uh, as we've said, you know, it's, it's, it's great to develop quarterbacks. And, you know, of course, we can't forget about old pal Brian Hoyer, who is, of course, back again uh, as a mentor. And uh, I know a lot of people want to make him a coach this year, Paul. But, uh, oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but he's back, <laughs> he's back as a quarterback. Uh, player coach. For another season. Yeah, player the coach. The poor guy just wants to play, and everybody wants to kick him out. <laughs> like, how would you feel about working twice as long and not getting <laughs> Way harder. <laughs> and one-tenth the paycheck. Right? Uh, no thanks. Uh, and here, we're also, too, we're watching, uh, you know, Ty Montgomery working out, which, uh, which I think yesterday on, on Patriots Unfiltered, Fred was talking a little bit. One of his kind of dark horses, a guy that's been around the league a little bit, has played some running back, has played some wide receiver. And I think anytime you got that kind of versatility, it's hard to, you know, write that guy off as, as maybe winning a role, especially if James White has to stay on PUP. Um, if one of those rookie running backs, I know Pierre Strong, a lot of people saying he could be potentially in line for that third down back role. But you know, maybe it's Ty Montgomery. So you remember the last week when I, I gave you my red flag thing with the Mike Reese quote about James White? 
Well, step two of that process, I think, was in this week's notes, all about Pierre Strong. So that, it was like, woo, 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 yeah, as I yeah, was getting yeah. drunk at, at Point Sebago all week. I was like, ah, that one doesn't smell right. Yeah. You got the pins in the board. You're connecting the dots. Tinfoil hat uh, on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I got to say, I mean, Strong was an interesting one in camp just in terms of his body type. I mean, I think James White, kind of that traditional 5'10", 190, shifty little pass catching back, more like what we're used to. Um, but, you know, I think Strong, a little bit longer, a little leaner, a little bit more of that breakaway speed. Um, Definitely you know, not has quite more that of the breakaway like, speed. Not yes. that little, you know, shifty in space. It seems like he's more of a guy that, that's not going to make a little stutter step, make you miss. He's going to just, you know, beat you with speed to the edge. And I'd like to watch him a little bit uh, just in terms of his, his skill set because mm -hmm. he didn't have a tremendous amount of production as a receiver in college. And talking to his running backs coach, so he sort of took some responsibility for that. He said he, they felt like they needed to, in retrospect, uh, you know, they needed to do a little bit more to get the ball to him in space as a receiver, and they didn't. He felt like he had that in him. We'll see if it was more uh, as opposed to more of that as opposed to they didn't really feel like that was his strength. And we just saw, of course, Jay, uh, I almost said Jason McCourty. I was watching too much Good Morning Football yesterday. <laughs> I was getting confused there for a minute. But Devin McCourty uh, back for, gosh, what is this now, his 11th or 12th season. I mean, the elder statesman on the back end and, and part of a, you know, of a deep safety group that I think everybody's wondering, how does that all shake out? You bring back your top three guys with McCourty, Phillips, Kyle Duggar. You bring in Jabril Peppers, who is still at this time on, on PUP, but uh, you got a lot of safeties. And, and Josh Bledsoe, I know, I know that name. Uh, I know you like that name, Paul. Uh, but Josh Bledsoe was kind of in the mix, too, with some of the stuff at minicamp as well. A lot of kind of pieces to play with at, at safety here. And, and, of course, around Devin McCourty, the, the old vet. And more importantly, the boss man walking out uh, Oh, uh, to that's Mr. Kraft. Yeah. What's, so what season is this? I, I can't do math that quick in my head, but I mean, what, 93? I mean, it's 94. Uh, 94, so we're, we're, we're closing well, in on. I was on. born in 94, All and right. I'm 27. <laughs> All right, so go away. <laughs> go away, you. Oh, that, that's enough out of you. Oh, man. <laughs> and I think uh, another thing just to point out, uh, you might be noticing, and you, you see it right there with, with 87 Trey Nixon walking by the screen, and, and uh, there as well, I think that's Devin Asiasi with kind of the new helmet coverings that these some of these guys are wearing. Um, part of some of the concussion protocol stuff, I mean, I don't think it's mandatory. You see some guys not wearing them, but uh, I've seen it around the league here as training camps have gotten going. Um, guys just, I guess, taking a little bit of an extra precaution. There's, n there's not going to be any hitting today, but um, you're seeing some of these guys with, with some of those big uh, foamy domes on top of their head. And well, there we go. That, that says it all. Matthew Slater, Robert Kraft. And uh, Bill Belichick right there. So getting ready as, uh, as we gear up here to, to, to get things going with uh, looks like some stretching. We're not even jumping into any uh, walkthrough stuff. It'll just be right into stretching. So uh, we'll start to get some look on the closer looks on the field, hopefully. Yeah, you know, it, it's always a slow time when you, you, you sort of it's like, hurry up, let's get training camp started. And it's kind of it's it just completely grinds to a halt because. We still got to wait another at least three days. I think Saturday you, you might see some equipment, some pads. Uh, but you, you kind of want to just sort of see all these things. You feel like you went through the spring and you got three or four looks at them in the spring like this. And really, this is just a continuation of that. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, I think we heard uh, yeah, I think no earlier pads today. So it, might, it might not be until next week now. Mm -hmm. this, uh, I'm hearing Monday was first. Yeah. So we'll That's see. Bad. You know, but it's not like it used to be. But here we are getting stretched out and, and I mean as Bill said yesterday it's a little bit of a continuation of minicamp kind of brushing up getting everybody on the same page and it seems like the competitive parts will really you know start to pick up next week but 
who knows what the weather will be like now for today. It's, I mean, a perfect day, nice crowd, still, still a few spots to sit if you were uh, coming in a little bit late, but food, refreshments, and uh, I think the biggest thing is just the humidity's gone. That's, that's yeah, it's a, it is a perfect right day. Perfect. I mean, aside from the fact that they're in shorts and t-shirts, it is, I mean, in terms of viewing, it's a beautiful day to be out. It's, uh, it's like, like Mike said, no humidity at all. Really nice breeze, a lot of sun. Perfect. I talked to a father and son this morning who were first in line over at that gate, and they got here at 11.30 last night, slept in a 24 Duncan parking lot, and they were only coming from Worcester. They could have I'm going to be nice. <laughs> they could have left right now. And plenty of seats. I know. Plenty of good seats still available. Well, hey, people are passionate, and uh, we're not going to fault them that. But They're I mean, just excited to be back. It, it's certainly one of the best tickets in town uh, in terms of if you're a fan, you want to get some autographs, you don't want to have to uh, you know, spend a, a month's rent on, on getting to the game. It's, it's a great opportunity to get an up-close look at, at the Patriots and you know, get a look now at, at old Nick Folk, who's back for another go-round at kicker. And, of course, there's Kendrick Bourne, uh, another guy, kind of a breakout season for him a little bit last year. And you know, Paul, we talk about some of the, you know, last year's free agents that were up and down. I mean, I think Bourne was kind of one that maybe didn't burst onto the scene right out of the gate, but kind of slowly stacked success and yeah. kind of got better as the season went along and, you know, had certainly some of the most impressive and explosive plays last year, starting with that, you know, big touchdown against Dallas and the, and the and the contested touchdown up the seam against Cleveland, two of, two of the best plays from last year, best best catches, best touchdowns of the whole season. And I thought he consistently improved. Uh, you know, his production showed that. And I think you had made a comment a couple of weeks ago that he didn't necessarily think the production was really commensurate with like the consistency. But you know, he had a, he had a handful of really big plays that sort of padded the numbers a little bit. But I do think he consistently improved as the year went on. And toward the end, I thought he was as trusted as as Henry and Myers for for Mac Jones. And I, I that's why. He was the pick when we talked about who do you think will emerge. That was my pick as the number one guy. And not for nothing, lifestyle reporter coming in. But, like, let's do it. I couldn't get rid of Kendrick this summer. Like, he was just always around, always telling Donna from Community Relations, what events can you put me on? I want to be in this community. I want to be giving back. I think he's very motivated in conversations with his agents to try to be in contention for that Walter Payton Award. So it just it's stuff you love to see. He's got always got a smile on his face. And... As you said, just involved in everything, and yeah, it's uh, it, was, it was a nice addition, and, and certainly a guy that they're gonna you know have to lean on, and, and somebody that I'd like to see, you know, take even another step. Uh -oh. <laughs> we got we got Hardy. We got a visitor. We got, I mean, ninety-eight five. The sports hub is invading our our, our area. They're trying right. to sabotage enough, our. Better enough, they took our our, our our viewing spot. Now they got to come over and harass us while we're on the air. It's great. So, so, they can hear us. It's great. That's good. We don't want to give away any of our information to, to these guys, uh, our, our uh, insightful insight and analysis that, that we have with our, our unprecedented access to the team. Yes. <laughs> unprecedented <laughs> access. Like yes. <laughs> no, but it's fun. And it seems like, geez, a, 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 a large majority of these guys are wearing, the, uh, are wearing those helmet pads, maybe just to get used to them before uh, – before the hits hits start happening next week, but yeah, that's way out of my range. I can't yeah. tell that. I'm no. trying to look on the monitor, and I still to, can't really you tell. Wanna, here, here, we got. You can borrow my binoculars. The binos, the big the binos. binos, the big binos. They'll take you. Yeah, I still can't tell. Oh, there's one. Oh, I see a couple. Yeah. 
There you go. Wow. Hardy already in mid-season form yeah. complaining about the lack of breaks. I know. I thought he was coming over here trying to drop a call on me. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't tried that, but we'd love to hear from you guys. You want to call in, something you want us to watch for, uh, give us a call, 855 oh, yeah. This is a good look at the, uh, the the caps there, yeah. Mike. Yeah. You'll see you ask, and you yeah. shall receive. Yeah. There you go. Shut up, Paul. Look, at they're all wearing them. And you will, I guess we're catching James White right there, uh, you know, not in pads, but but is walking through the stretching. So, I mean, that's not, 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 not something that you know you can necessarily dismiss i think it's uh you know just a nice little glimpse that he is walking through things i know there were some reports paul that he was walking with a limp i don't know uh right now it seems like he's uh he's okay out there doing stretching granted not not in any pads or anything but still a lot of hip mobility stuff going on down there swinging so. his, swinging his nice legs so. lift his leg up right swing of the right leg and we're off <laughs> i mean when i talked to him Earlier in the off season, he was telling me like initially he couldn't even bend down to tie his shoes. He was like, "How am I even gonna walk again? Never mind, do what he's doing out there right now." So unbelievable. Well, I think he's one of those guys that even if he can't be on the field contributing, you know, having him behind the scenes. I mean, when he went down last year, just the outpouring of support from the other guys in his room, J.J. Taylor, Damian Harris, yeah, uh, Ramondre. You know what 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 James White means to that running back room. Um, he's a huge leader. I mean, he's made some of the biggest plays in, in Patriots Super Bowl history. And, you know, he, he's certainly one of those remaining guys that, that knows what it takes to, to get to the top of the mountain. And we're trying to blast through our attendance here, Paul. I, I mean, I, you know, I don't, we're, I, we're doing our best. I think we're, I can't help you. I don't I don't have a roster. I'm woefully unprepared. But I, I, I no, nobody Season uh, snuck up on you, huh, Paulie? Paul yeah. rolled in from Maine. <laughs> Living that Maine lifestyle. I, I'm Came in hard on two wheels. Came in hard. <laughs> But that's what you got to do this this time of year. Squeeze every last uh, moment of, of beach and beer time you can. Yeah, I had um, I had more than my share of beer time. <laughs> not gonna lie, that's what it's all about. So, I think I may have broken my record of thirty pack in three days. <laughs> Getting it all in <laughs> before you can't anymore. Then I got another twelve pack yesterday, and I was gonna give the rest to somebody else. There was no rest. I made a Moscow mule the other night, and I was like, wow, drinking on a weekday, but whatever. Like, <laughs> training camp, I'm not going to be able to do this. So you're making me feel a little better. You know, we, we, we've had a lot of it talk was tough. lately about the high noons. I know, Tease, I, 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 last night I did the black, the black Cherry high noon. I think that might have shot to the top of my high noon really? power rankings as much as I like the peaches. But that's how I was Peach. last night. We were we were getting ready to dinner. I'm like, man, we got a bunch of high noons. I Dads think, uh, love high noons. We do. We I introduced do. my father to them recently, and he can't get enough. <laughs> Do you have a little umbrella in that, too? <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was very, very nice. A little, like, garnish fruit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> my lay on. Yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get a full, uh, full attendance report. But I would say for the most part, it, it, it seems like just Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of guys here. Yeah, it looks like a lot. Probably close to 90, somewhere between 80 and 90, I would, I would, I would venture a guess. But and as you pointed out, you know, they had sort of uh, gotten together to do their little warm-ups and, you know, the calisthenics before practice, before, like, doing a walkthrough. Now you're sort of seeing a little of that walkthrough stuff and, uh, the, you know, the separation a little bit with the uh, offense and defense going over some, some of their pre-practice routines well it's it's sure different paul i'm sure than the early days when you guys were down at bryant uh what was the first day of pra practice like opening training camp at bryant back in the day i mean was that just right into full pad double sessions everybody's just yep smashing back uh. when football was football <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah they and not only they they would be in full pads but they would have two practices and not both in pads one would be like this and one would be in pads but you know for the first several days they they would practice twice a day It'd be like nine to eleven, three to five, something like that. Maybe two to four. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a lot different. And 
you know, frankly, it's a lot better. And not just because we don't have to, you know, be here for the entirety of the day, but <laughs> for, the, for the players. I mean, it has to be healthier. I mean, obviously it was the head injuries is so important and they're so top of mind for everybody, but just the overall body. Yeah, like, body injuries in general. Yeah. It's really hard to just be so static and in that summer vacation mode and then full force pads running into each other. It's that's torn ligaments waiting to happen. Right. And then it's, you know, it, and it's, you know, back to those like Bill will tell you, I mean, when, when he broke into the league, it was like eight, 10 weeks. You know, it'd be like July 4th, they would, they, they would get together, then they would have like six weeks of practice, six weeks of preseason games. And then get in, you know, by the time you play in the regular season, you feel like you've already played an entire year. You know, like high schools do a lot of that stuff still now. Yeah. But it's like, you know, four days, five days. You know, yeah. you just sort of like, you drill all the, the reps and you get the plays down and, and whatnot. But this is, you know, what, what they used to do back in the day from a physical standpoint. You know, you think about it and you're like, I mean, that's lunacy. <laughs> I mean, you, you talk about high school. I mean, I remember my first high school double sessions and, that was the first time I was introdu introduced to the, the powdered Gatorade that they make, that the trainers make themselves, with, which has just got a special something about it. And it's I not quite mixed right. Yeah, it's like a little bit too much. It's almost too sweet, but it's delicious. And I remember <laughs> after my first practice, just sucking that Gatorade down, being like, we have to go Sorry, what? back out there and do it again. <laughs> it's uh, it, not, not what I was used to, for sure. And I mean, just the heat and everything, it's... Uh, it pushes you. Even I mean, even this stuff. I think out there is as light as it is. It's still, I think, is a little bit, a little bit challenging, especially when the heat ramps up a little bit. Well, Devin McCourty said it best yesterday. Like, no one's excited for training camp if they say that they're lying to you. <laughs> I know. I, I, it's always such a build-up, but you know, here we are. And uh, and there's a guy. You know, we're talking about second-year guys Mike, that Mike need Giusso to step is, up. No, <laughs> Mike Jusso is excited for everything <laughs> all the time. Well, he's not out there That's running true. around. Hey, <laughs> I know that is true. I would not be excited for that. But but Johnu Smith, here he is, was around all spring. Uh, had a couple nice catches in, in mini camp. We were talking about, you know, those free agents that, that maybe need a little bit more out of them this year. He seems fully involved. I know last year he wasn't able to be here early on, had a kid, had some injuries. It just kind of seemed to stunt his growth. Uh, you know, Paul, what, what do you think with Jonu? Is, 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 this, is this somebody that, that you think can, can, can get to the level you're kind of hoping? I mean, as you've pointed out many times, it wasn't like he fell off a cliff in terms of what his general production yeah, was, I, but I it think was still he's low. A, I think he's a number two tight end. And I think Hunter Henry is clearly number one. I think he's the number two tight end. I don't think if you look at him that way, if, I, I understand how stupid this sounds. You can't help but take the, the salaries that these guys, the contracts these guys were given and say, wow, we're going to get this. Well, they probably got contracts that weren't really commensurate with what they had done. But if you eliminate that and you just look at what they did on the field, I think Henry was probably pretty solid. And Smith was a little disappointing, but not like a disaster. It wasn't like he couldn't get out on the field and play at all. Um, yeah, he was disappointing. He didn't produce uh, very much, if at all, in the passing game you I know, throughout yeah. the year. But I, I do think he'll be a little bit better this year. But I think he's a number two guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was just disappointed. I, I think I had high hopes for him with the run after catch. I you mean, weren't alone, yeah, Mike. A, a lot of people hopes. were so bullish on him coming out of yeah. training camp last year and I just wondered why everybody was like expecting a you know an eighty catch season from a guy who caught forty once. Yeah, Some money. Yeah, you just right. see that price tag and you expect you think it's your money and. Yeah, that's a good point. That's why I said I know it sounds silly to just sort of put the contracts to the side. They gave two tight ends the two largest free agent contracts for tight ends in NFL history. You know, in terms of guaranteed money and. And especially with that people being were a little disappointed. out of the norm here. Yeah. Yep. So who are we missing, Deuce? 
Anyone? <laughs> so far, I, I pretty much, uh, there's, there's nobody that's that struck me, but, and uh, we're going to look right now here at Damian Harris, of course, entering a contract year, kind of a breakout season last year, a uh, couple big runs. I mean, really an energy guy, you know, for the team, but, but the backfield is just, it's been reinforced. I mean, it's it, we talked about Strong, Kevin Harris also drafted. You've got Ramondre Stevenson back. I mean, Ramondre, I think, is a guy, too, that a lot of people are you know, looking as a breakout candidate. But Harris kind of had his breakout year last year. You know, what it, do you think, Paul, Alex, is he the 1A guy still in this offense, or do you think it's going to be kind of a, an open competition to see how those roles are kind of divided up in terms, you know, also with you factor in James White's health as well? Uh, you know, Damian Harris, it's a big year for him. Contract year, he's got to bring it. Yeah, and I do think both of those guys, and you say this a lot, Mike, and I don't, I don't know if there'll be a running back that the Patriots will have that'll get the kind of opportunities to be sort of top of the league in that kind of production. I do think they'll both split time, and I think there'll be games where it'll be more of a, a Stevenson game than a Harris game. Yeah, go, you know. going by looks, right. going by uh, so, Sometimes personnel. you get a hot, you know, a hot hand, you stick with it, whatever. I like Stevenson a little a little more. I think he has more explosiveness and more power. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think Harris is excellent. I think he had a he had an excellent year last year. Fifteen touchdowns. I mean, I'm not a big, generally a big like one yard touchdown run kind of guy. Like big deal, someone's going to get. But fifteen's a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. So you can't just ignore that either. And that's uh, this is probably the part that the offensive linemen don't particularly love. The uh, having to lug that sled around a little bit. So I know that a lot of people are really interested in every movement with the offensive coaches. So <laughs> in, in the pre-portion pre that we just watched, I, you know, it was Matt Patricia was with Mac Jones running plays toward the far side while Joe Judge was with um, Bailey Zappi and Brian Hoyer on the other side. Um, you know, I, I'm not telling you to read anything into what that means. I'm just pointing it out as, as a fact. No, no editorialization uh, <laughs> there. Observation. Yeah, now we'll have the... Uh the Matt tracker and the the the, uh, <laughs> the Joe Judd's tracker. We'll give you updates them, yeah. every ten minutes. Who they're with, but I mean, we talked <laughs> about it a little bit yesterday. Offensive coordinator on the tens. And I and I think <laughs> that you know, look, I, I I think it all comes down to to Bill Belichick is the head coach, but you know, it's just how many voices are in Mac Jones's ear, you know, and 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 is there a? I know the reason that was always given that that the Patriots keep small staffs was just you know for the message not to get muddled. And when you're talking that's about that's not true anymore. I'll tell you that they got the like 20 position. guys now. <laughs> right. When you talk about the offensive position, you know, it's is it going to be Joe Judge in his ear, and then Matt Patricia comes in and calls the plays? Like, yeah. you know, I think, and that's just goes back to the thing that you know we think we led the show off with, which is the importance of Mac Jones for this team and his development and nurturing him in the best way possible. And you know, I feel great that he's getting tutored by Bill Belichick, but I think it's it's okay to have some questions and some concerns about. You know, are there too many cooks in the kitchen? Does he know exactly what he's doing and how they want to attack this season? Um, hopefully it gets it gets figured out here. I'm sure that the, the the mechanics of how it all works will become clearer to us, but I still think it's fair to wonder if it's the best approach to take and if it's going to produce the best results and, 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 and help Mac get to that next level. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's a great point. And, you know, you would, you would ask me off the top what I was looking for from Mac Jones and – you know, in, in camp and in general in year two. And I, I guess that's a part of it, too. Like, can he take ownership of the offense? It seems like, you know, some of the reports that we've read from outside talking about maybe giving him a little bit more responsibility and doing a little bit more of what he wants as opposed to running the old Patriots offense that's been run around here, um, you know, for the last, I don't know, 20-plus years. Um, you know, with Josh McDaniels leaving, it gave you an opportunity to say everybody's kind of on equal footing in terms of their knowledge of the offense, so why not reboot it a little bit and 
and do some different things. And I think we will see some of that. I just don't know, you know, specifically what it will all entail. Yeah. How 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 do you how do you know what a scheme change looks like? That's uh, especially when you're talking about training camp practices. I mean. We get into games, you can see what they're going to be doing, but right. you know, right now it's, it's, it's hard to look at some individual drills or you know, small, you know, watching some coverage stuff going on on the other side. I mean, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be hard to discern here for the first few practices exactly uh, how things are coming together. But of course, once you get to join practices with the Panthers, join practices with the Raiders, I think you'll have a pretty good sense of uh, you know, who the personnel is at least and, and, and who they're going to lean on uh, in the big moments. And, know who's in the mix to really compete for starting jobs and you know not on the lower end of the roster the bubble those guys that that are you know maybe facing some uphill climbs but but still I think there's opportunities on this team especially on the defensive side of the ball that that maybe weren't there I mean I look at that linebacker competition and, and it seems pretty open with guys that have been here for a few years uh, Josh Uche Ronnie Perkins Anthony Jennings uh, you know and even some of the, some of the you know new guys Mac Wilson Raquan McMillan how do things play out on that second level? I think jobs are, are there for the taking, and I think that they like that, even though there's, you know, you'd love to have a, a, some superstars in those positions, but I also think they like having competition and, and guys who are going to be able to push themselves. We'll see how it looks here. It's already they're, uh, you know, getting into it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the linebacker situation is uh, definitely one to watch. And, you know, you talked about some guys, maybe, you know, the roster bubble kind of, battles, which I think a lot of fans are interested in that, you know, yep. Yep. even though it doesn't really end up in the long run being all that important, but like I'm just watching some of the tight end stuff. You got Dalton Keene and, and Devin Asiasi out there, you know, two guys that came in a, a few years ago and neither one of them is really, especially Keene, hasn't really even been able to get on the field, uh, but neither one of them has made a mark yet. You know, there's a third tight end spot open, you know, who knows, maybe a fourth. I, I, I don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but with no true fullback, you know, to take a roster spot like in the last couple of years, mm -hmm. maybe there's room for both of those guys on the active 53-man roster. Well, Paulie, I'm getting I'm getting close here. I mean, I I think I've seen just about I think I've seen just about everybody. Um, you, you know, great that, vision. That, that's not on NFI and so not on PUP. So I I I, I, I believe. So how many guys that. are on lists at this point? We got four on PUP. Yeah, we got four on PUP, and I and so we, there, I mean there was some recent news yesterday of Miles um, Bryant. Uh, moving the NFI list, non-football injury, uh, and then Jake Bailey, punter as well, uh, non-football illness. Right. Uh, uh, it was not an injury; it's an illness. There you go. <laughs> um, so, but I, I always think that's funny. Like, what in, <laughs> what illness would be football? <laughs> like, well, he's football, so he has the flu. That's an excellent point, Pi. I mean, that's non -fo <laughs> non-football <laughs> illness. They don't call him the best in the business for any reason. <laughs> it's a football illness. I don't want you to get panicked. It wasn't <laughs> football related. It was it was non-football illness. Well, I tell you, I got football fever right now myself here. First day of training camp. I don't know if that qualifies. I so got I, the I got fever. <laughs> <laughs> the only prescription is for pads to come on and something actually happen. There's, no. <laughs> there's more contact. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, I mean, I think generally the, the, the health is pretty good uh, for the team here as you start camp. And I think that that's, uh, you know, that's always the wild card. You spend all year talking about these guys and, you know, Oh, what are they going to do with player X? And then day three of camp, player X goes down. Yeah. And, and you're, uh, there goes first everything first you snap, talked right? about. I mean, and that was Raekwon McMillan last year. That was, you know, hey, he's right in the mix with these guys. And, you know, he went down. It was almost like, I mean, I see, I don't, I don't even know if we were here when he got hurt. I think we might have been traveling to Philly, perhaps. I don't remember exactly. But oh, that could be. It was kind of, it was kind of, uh, 
like one of those ones where oh, he, he went off the field, didn't you know, didn't seem like anything like a torn ACL right right from the get go. But you just hate to see those things. You know how hard how hard these guys work all season, and then you know you get to camp, and then it all gets goes sideways early on, and, and everything changes. So uh, hopefully they can avoid those things, and you know the the, the padded helmets and the light practices hopefully will play into that as we uh, as we're Mike's seeing right now. on the padded helmets. I love them. They're em. so funny looking. <laughs> Good padded helmet talk. Yeah, they are um, very noticeable among the receiving core, I've noticed, which is kind of funny. We think those guys kept the least amount of potential uh, contact in a situation like this. Yeah, so we're, we're seeing it right now. Up close, there's Matt Patricia working with the O-line, and, uh, you know, Mac, Mac Jones is here on our other, uh, on our other field to our right uh, working with the other quarterbacks and Joe Judge, and he's got, uh, you know, video on him. Receivers doing some drills in the end zone, working on routes. And we got down here, we got some coverage going some on. DBs. Cornerbacks working on some one-on-one -on -one stuff. Handling, uh, I guess you'd say handling two-man bunches, bunch sets from, from some of the safeties and DBs down there. So uh, this is what happens. All the groups kind of divide up and work on their uh, individual drills. And you know, even in the real, the real practices, you're kind of waiting for uh, for the team drills and right. you know, the live situations and, and the clock to come on and the signs always the music comes on and then you know you hear that <laughs> kick in and you know it's about to be an interesting team period here's where uh and this will probably I mean day one I, I wouldn't imagine they'll be out here you know too too long it, it's probably closer to 90 minutes than yeah than two hours but you know some, somewhere in that neighborhood and again this is just sort of for, for Bill Belichick, I think this is sort of a refresher. Make sure that everybody's up to speed on what they've done all yep. spring. And Absolutely. make sure there's this, you know, this, at this point, mo pretty much everything is in, you know, in terms of installation. So now it's just making sure everybody knows what yeah, they're doing. Refresher course. Well, we're going to be on video, wrapping up video here shortly. I uh, want to thank you guys for, you know, sticking with us on video. We're going to keep going on radio so you can continue to listen. Uh, we've got some emails building up. We've got a couple callers here coming in so still encourage you guys uh, send us some emails let us know what you're looking for we'll, we'll get into those after the video portion but we will be back tomorrow Thursday Friday Saturday with live video again uh, so come on back and if you have a chance come on down it's uh, it's an awesome time down here get in while the while the weather's good so we'll continue to uh, relay what's going on as we see you know Bill Belichick right now we talk about the other coaches where are they he's down with the receivers kind of showing them walking them through uh, routes, you know, slow motion. I mean, he just kind of floats from place to place. I like this little, uh, and, and you, you'll probably tell me, Mike, that they do this every practice, um, but the quarterbacks are throwing to the back corner of the, you know, the back pylon in the end zone, and they have the net, you know, the, the accuracy net right in front of them, so it sort of has to, like, yeah. it's almost like up and over the layer of defense there. Yep. Well, I don't want to bring it up. But it's uh, probably going to get a paragraph. But that, <laughs> but that Pro Bowl... Uh, Unfortunately, we saw Mac. I mean, great offseason for Mac. Had a lot of fun at the Pro Bowl. Did the gritty uh, <laughs> on, an unnecessary, on an unnecessary touchdown run, which I got a kick out of. But unfortunately, Mac got, uh, got destroyed by Russell Wilson in the past. Accuracy <laughs> was a little bit similar to the, yeah, the drill the you were doing. Mess. But hey, that's, that, that's Russell Wilson. What are you going to do? Uh, but yeah, so Bill, uh, where did Bill go now? I mean, he just, he's kind of all over the place. He's uh, still with the offense yes, over there. Still with in the middle and the, uh, in between the, the receivers and the yeah. tight ends. Yeah, so this is, uh, so yeah, we got receivers going through. Jacoby Myers went through. Yeah. You know, just a little. And you can see the ramp up. You know, yep. it's, it's individual position drills. Now it's quarterbacks throwing to the positions, but still not against, uh, you know, against air, not, yep. you know, no defense. You know, and 
eventually they'll work their way up a little bit to, to some uh, seven on seven work against a, a defense. Uh, and then maybe, you know, like you said, a, you know, a full team period. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what they end up finishing up with today. Well, it's interesting. So, so, so Thornton went through. I mean, he, you can see, you can see, he's got he's those got wrists. Some juice. You can see the wrist <laughs> from here. I can't see the wrist from here. Uh, but Devontae Parker, you know, big, big body. I mean, it's uh, wearing number keep, one. I, I know everybody is. I looking at Nikhil Harry because he's big. I, 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 I have to I, get. I, that I out noticed of when I was gone, everybody was all gaga <laughs> over the fact that he's wearing number one. I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, this, this, this is the stuff I miss when I'm drunk. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, let's. Uh, I was like, why am I caring about this? Well, uh, you know, I'm getting a text from Matt Murrow. Matt, why don't we take uh, Why don't we take a quick break here since we just wrapped up video and uh, you know we're, we've been we've been chinwagging here as we, we ramp things up. So we're gonna take a we'll take a quick break and uh, when we get back we'll get to your calls and to the emails. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast. It's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. 
Live from Patriots training camp, this is Patriots Unfiltered. All right, we're back here, Patriots training camp day one, working through some, I guess we're ramping up a little bit towards, uh, towards drills here. Mac Jones throwing to some of the receivers on the right field. Uh, defense working on some coverage on the on the left side. Let's uh, let's go to the phones here. We got uh, Todd. He's been holding on for a few minutes. Todd, North Carolina, what's going on? What do you what 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 do you think? What are you looking here for uh, from training camp? Hey guys, I enjoyed the coverage so far. I was kind of hoping Evan was there because I had a couple questions for the young guys. But I'll wait until they're you got both Evan and Alex on at the same time. Oh, good. You can ask us too. <laughs> so no, actually, what I'm what I know is, and I I. Evan would probably be helpful with this too, but what's more important to open up the short passing game for the Patriots? Is it somebody to do the seam like Gronk used to, or is it somebody, a threat on the outside? Like what is more important to getting that game open? Because I think that's really where Mac is going to shine. And I was kind of wondering where you guys feel. What, which one of those is more important? Are they both equally important? Or how do you view that? I mean, I think, I, I mean, I don't know if there's specific things that you need to open up. I mean, I think it's, you know, getting it to the right play and knowing, you know, what the defense is and, you know, overall an effective offense. I mean, I, I don't think you can connect it to, you know, this opens up that. I mean, I think that, you know, uh, the old adage of the run game, to op- you got to o- run, run to open up play action and open the pass. I mean, I don't know. I think those, those things are a, a little bit cliched. And I just think, you know, an overall good offense, an effective running game when you're able to run, when they know you got to run and, and you're still able to execute. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think you could connect anything for, you know, the Brady offense was so effective with that stuff. But I don't think you'd ever connect it really to something specific. But, um, you know, overall, I think it's just on Mac, making the right calls, knowing which guys are, are, are going to be open and when. And, uh, you know, getting the ball out quick, that's, that's what he does. The reason I ask, I think, you know, it seems like the Pats are going to try to change their scheme a little bit because they're not going to have a fullback this year. So I thought maybe they would you know, go back to some of the years when they did a lot of that short passing game that was so yeah. effective. Well, I think some of the, you know, what, what, you know, a lot of people are talking about in the, in mini camp was that they were you know, running a lot of wide zone. And I think wide zone is kind of the, the base foundation for, you know, the, the, the Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan offense that, you know, you see Sean McVay and, uh, you know, in Green Bay. And, and, you know, that's kind of the core concept of it. And everything kind of works off of that wide zone. And when, Teams start biting on the wide zone, and you start with the bootlegs, and you start with the misdirection. Debo Samuel famously, you know, able to uh, do a number of different things off of that. Um, so I don't know. I think that's what we're going to be, you know, looking for. Are they going to continue to work a lot of wide zone? And, um, you know, do we start to see some of more of those concepts? Uh, I, I think it's possible. I think it's an, always been an effective running game. And with the stable of backs that it's they be have. Good Thanks, guys. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate the call. Wow. Tapped out. That was more than a, that was more than a little disrespectful <laughs> to you. So you were in the middle of a sentence and he just blew you off. That's all right. Maybe his binky will come in <laughs> later. <laughs> Tell me everything I said wrong. Uh, so we got uh, and just you know as a point of fact, I, I don't think they could possibly throw more short passes this year than they did <laughs> last year. So I'm not really sure that there's going to be a you know this widespread movement to the short passing game. I actually think it'll be the opposite. I think you'll see more stuff down the field as Mac Jones m- progresses. And gets more comfortable with that in year two. I think that's, that's a great point. That's yeah. what the offense is going to need to do yeah. to to make some progress is do some some things differently. He proved last year he could he could be effective in the in the short passing game. His completion percentage was excellent. Yeah, and I'd say you know one little thing to that point, Paul. I think it's a great point. Uh, one little thing that caught my eye. You know, we talk a lot about 
when the offense breaks up, you get usually two groups. You get the groups with, you know, I don't want to say the starters because it's not just 11 guys. It's, you know, 13, 14, 15 guys that are on one side. And then there's another, you know, the other guys are on the other kind of learning group. And, you know, I, I was excited to see Tyquan Thornton over with, you know, Mac and, and that kind of like, you know, that group working in reps with that, at least at the top. Um, it just gave me some hope, something we talked about a little bit on the radio yesterday. We, went, we talked about it last week when, when you were here, Paul, of, you know, just Thornton and the, the speed. And, you know, I think a lot of people were really wanted a second round wide receiver. And I think because of Parker and Aguilar and Bourne and Myers that, you know, expectations are maybe like, well, he'll just kind of have a red shirt year. But, you know, maybe not. Like, I mean, I just, maybe I'm, I'm I, maybe this is false hope. But I think, as you said, the downfield stuff, you think about, man, if you could get Aguilar and Parker and, and, and him going as well, all three of those guys with different kind of skill sets that can work down the field, be it speed, be it contested catches, um, yeah. that could be the element, you know, that could be the element. And I think just to see Thornton out here getting some reps, if he can stay healthy and not get kind of caught in that rut that we've seen so many rookies get stuck in where they're here for a couple of days, they get hurt, they miss camp, uh, and then they're behind the eight ball the entire season. Hopefully he can stay out there, continue to contribute, and, and, and who knows, I mean, if he makes an electric play downfield, I think fans are going to be buzzing. Yeah, and that's like I, I keep using the, the Bethel Johnson example for him. You know, back when, when Bethel was a rookie, he didn't play a tremendous amount in terms of, you know, snaps, you know, the percentage of snaps. But he did get opportunities throughout the course of the season, and he almost always took advantage of them and made a big play here or there. And those are the kinds of plays that can really make differences in, in games, especially tight games. Um, like the Patriots, uh, you know, were involved in at, at times last year. Yeah, if he could be that kind of a guy where you could go out there and, and say, you know, you're going to be out there 10 plays a game, you know, and, and in one of those 10 plays at least, we're probably going to give you an opportunity to make a play. And can he do it? Well, it's, uh, it's getting a little interesting now. It looks like we've, uh, we've got some seven-on-seven seven work potentially uh, down on the far end. Uh, yeah. We're lining up for some. Yeah, we have you know, a little defense going on down there. Um, yeah, somewhat of a little a, out of my range as usual. <laughs> a little bit of a competitive portion, but yeah, a lot of the uh, you know the main cogs out there, and uh, <coughs> and Mac with a little pass, a little dump off to Damian Harris. How many times did we say that last year, Paul? It's like it's <laughs> 2021 all over again. <laughs> Let's get a couple questions in here while we're going through these. Uh, uh, Tim uh, writes in asking about the season ticket holder practice, and he wanted to know if there might be some real hitting. This year, Tim, it, it looks like the in, the in-stadium practice is going to be next Friday, so a week from this Friday. Uh, however, they are scheduled to practice four days before that. So I would anticipate it will be yet another glorified kind of walkthrough. Uh, I think maybe a couple years. Was it last year that there was really just kind of the... Yeah, it's usually a walkthrough type and situation. And Matt Mack just missed on that one. Looked like he had Jacoby Myers. Uh, or was that Jonu? Can't tell, but uh, he was running a, a little crossing route. Looks like Mac missed him, and I think he's all right, but he's staying down on his knee for a second here, but they're continuing to roll things. Let's get another question. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I, I can't really remember, and I've been, obviously, to more of these practices than I'd care to admit. Uh, I can't recall a, an in-stadium practice that involved uh, pads, let alone really any contact. Uh, and I think part of that is there's a lot of guys out there in a small amount of space on only one field. Uh, and I think that they sort of look at that as just an opportunity to get out, get on the practice field, you know, show, you know, the, the season ticket members get a chance to sort of see things. And uh, it's just like a kind of a quick 
you know, recap, and as you, you, yeah. you point out, I think, Mike, you make a really good point, because if you're going to go five days in a row, that fifth day could just be sort of kind of a review. All right, yeah. let's make sure we get everything up to speed, and we're going to go over all kinds of situations. And how many times have we watched Bill in that in-stadium practice? It's like free kick after a safety, yeah. you know, like every right, right, possible right. Uh, situation imaginable is, is gone over. Uh, the defense is pr pretty scrappy down in that uh, red zone seven-on-seven seven drill that you were talking about, Mike. Uh, yeah. You know, some of the uh, a couple of passes defensed, and looks like they're getting after it a little bit. That's good. Uh, Cody writes in. Cody, Cody. in Indiana. Cody, uh, great question. Based off the first eight minutes of training camp, does it look like Devontae Parker is going to be a true wide receiver one? <laughs> That's a good one. I, I, I hope I, I'm sensing the tongue-in-cheek nature of that. Yep. Uh, but absolutely, he looks like he's Randy Moss out there. <laughs> he's wearing number one. So he's, uh, he's wide receiver I just want to get past thinking he's Nikhil Harry. That's all. I, I, I just want to stop stop that, get that out of my brain. But thanks for the question, Cody. Uh, yeah, last year, I got another one from Eddie. Last year, Matt got crushed with pass rush. How will this improve this year? Matt can't withstand that type of punishment. Ah, I mean, he definitely took some shots last year, and I think we've talked about that a little bit, of just having a better grasp of, of the offense and, and, you know, getting getting the protection set correctly, knowing where his, you know, free rusher is going to come from. But oh, I thought he did he did an okay job. I mean, but there's no question. You don't, you, you don't want to get him lit up. I mean, he doesn't. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a nice throw a nice and catch. One. That's another one from Kendrick, I think. Yeah, yeah Kendrick Bourne, Born. back of the end zone. Nice throw by Matt. Kind of a. A little bit of a fingertip catch there. And, and, and here's, where I, here's where I bring it all together, Alex. This is how you write blood <laughs> observations, okay? That throw that he just threw to Kendrick Bourne is exactly the throw they were working on over here, over the net, dropping it into the back pylon. Yep. And That's how it all comes full circle. Go. That's how you survive 20-whatever years. And that Four. last drill they were doing here with the, the short passes, Kendrick did probably make the best catch I've seen yet today, but kind of like bobbled little, it a little, little bit, somehow yep. managed to get it in his left hand, pull yep. it in. Got a nice little reaction from the crowd there. So you're definitely getting a little bit of a healthy rotation just in terms of the, the personnel overall. There it is again to Kendrick Bourne. Yep. Uh, what a spike. Big spike. With authority. But, you know, just as an example, I mean, you're seeing Brendan Schooler, undrafted, you know, rookie, maybe more of a special teams guy getting some, some defensive reps. So I think they're just, you know, mixing everybody in, getting everybody used to, you know, the pace, getting the call, knowing what to do, all that before the pads, uh, you know, come on. But, you know, hard to, hard to really discern too much right now just in terms of who's out there. See, when Alex was talking about Bourne earlier in the show, about, like, all the things that he's been wanting to do and stuff, like, that's the kind of, even just watching right now, it's the first hour of training camp, and he's over, you know, celebrating with Troy Brown on the sideline. His energy is just sort of infectious, even yeah. just to watch. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Smile, too. Uh, I've never seen him not smile, I don't think. He's <laughs> mad. Uh, a little dump off there to, to J.J. Taylor. He looks like he squeaked in as well. So uh, a lot of reps. I mean, and remember last year too, Paul, we uh, remember just being struck by how much red zone work they did. And it seems well, like yeah, I it's kind of already starting off again. And, here and remember what the question with. was. You know, like, you, know, you seem like you've done a lot of red zone work. You know, uh, why is that? Uh, we always uh, that's what we always <laughs> do. <laughs> and, here and, we are and here we are the next year. You're doing a lot of red zone stuff yeah. <laughs> right, off the right off the top. So Bailey Zappi getting a chance and a misfire there. Caught on the back end line by a arresting Kyle Duggar. So missed on that one. Doug. Doug. Do. And, uh, yeah, Bill just uh, standing behind the offense. Not too far from Joe Judge. 
and uh, where's where's Matty P? We got we got any uh, play calling insight here, uh, Paul? I believe he is on the sideline, but I can't tell. Yeah. Let's, I'm gonna throw up the big binos here. See if we can. Is that him over there? Uh, With all of the. Uh, that one had no chance. There's a lot of bodies in between the ball and the receiver. I mean, uh, the pass and the receiver on that one. Yeah, Billy. Not a great couple yeah. of first reps there for Bailey Zappi. Yeah, I do not see Matt Patricia right now. That was the person I was pointing out was not yeah. him. So I'm not sure where he is. Maybe, maybe he's, he's working maybe with, he's maybe he's down, is he down? Oh, there he is, he's down in down Dante, Dante's Inferno. There you go. So working with the offensive you line. Know, not to read too much into it, but you know, is it? It's going to be committee. Look, and that's committee. what we saw in the spring. Yep. Seven on sevens was Joe Judge. Full team was Matt Patricia. Yeah. Yeah, and then we got Bill uh, giving a little one-on-one -on -one tutor session. Not sure who that was. 80, uh, 83. Oh, that's Lil Jordan. Lil Jordan. Lil, Lil, Lil. Lil Jordan came, uh, came late in the process. I know he's got at least one big fan uh, on Patriots Unfiltered. Oh, it's God. a listener crew <laughs> called in <laughs> last week and uh, was very excited about that. But My wife should feel about me the way that guy feels about <laughs> Lil Jordan Humphrey. She doesn't even like him as much as, she like, as he liked Lil Jordan. Uh, he was excited, but, but he's, yeah, he's getting some extended, uh, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with Bill, explaining him stuff. I mean, it's just, uh, it seems like Bill Belichick just loves any part of little football coach. You grab one random player to one random thing and he, he, he loves it. I mean, here we are, day one of camp. He's talking to you know guy who got here two months ago trying to coach him up. And we're uh, dividing back up here. So we got, what do we got down here? We got some, we got some punt gunner. Yeah, working on some, I know that's, you know, special teams, Paul. It's, it's one third of the game, I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> I got the quote that I needed from Bill Belichick this spring about that. I'll, I'll be hammering that one home. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, the kickoff has pretty much been taken out of the game, and there's not really much in the return game. So. Yeah. Uh, then a uh, question in the back. That why is it a third of the game? <laughs> Math. 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 So it's nice. The quarterbacks have now moved, uh, and it looks like the, the backs and the receivers are, are down here right uh, right below us. See what, they're, what they got brewing. But looks like the defensive line working on some ball security, uh, trying to knock the ball out of the quarterback's hands maybe. Yeah. With 64, I believe is LeBrian Ray. Is Trey Nixon 82? Uh, 87. 87. 87. Okay. Who's 82? Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. He is 82. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. He, not last year he was 87. Okay. My apologize. Uh, yeah, he bobbled a punt. Uh, and, oh, was, uh, and that's it. Was sent on the paces. The tra <laughs> there it goes. Everyone's oh. favorite uh, breakout candidate. Paul's favorite uh, blog observations when somebody takes a lap. <laughs> Just lay up as they come. Uh, question from Jack in Ann Arbor uh, asking about David Andrews on the pup list. Are you concerned he might not be healthy enough to start the season on the active roster? Well, he spoke with the media yesterday. Didn't seem too concerned. Seemed like they're just taking it slow. So I, I, I wouldn't be too concerned. I think James Ference is fine for training camp. Can give you a professional veteran presence at center. Uh, and we saw Cody Russi do, you know, undrafted guy. But we saw him do, uh, do some snapping as well in minicamp. Um, and you get a chance to see some of the rookies, um, you know, handle some of these punts, too. I think that's Jack Jones. Which one is uh, 52? 52. Is that Marcus? That's Marcus. That's Marcus Jones. So is Jack. So that's good to see Marcus Jones get a chance. Now, he was absolutely electric in the return yeah. game. And um, 
you know, it's good to see him out here, as you pointed out right at the top of the show, Mike, not in the red jersey that we saw in the spring, and now take it a step further, he's getting some reps here, um, you know, handling some punts. I think that's an area that they, they could use uh, a boost in, you know, a little Absolutely. bit more consistency. I know, you know, they lost an all-pro in that department, <laughs> but I think they could use a little more consistency and in, in better decision-making in, right. that, in that role. Yeah, and, and as well as, uh, you know, Gunner didn't really give them much other than, than punt return, you know, and as much as we, we wondered if he might have some skills to play receiver and some quickness, it just it never quite clicked for him even when, you know, there were some injuries that struck. So maybe Marcus Jones. I mean, I know it's a little bit of a, a stacked depth chart in terms of guys that can play in the slot at cornerback, but he's another guy that, you know, useful kind of piece. I think the question is you got a lot of slot corners. How do guys match up on the outside? I mean, we were talking about on the show last week, Paul, what a murderer's row of receivers and weapons that you've, you've got to face. I mean, it's just every week, if it's not Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams or Jamar Chase, uh, you know, it's Justin Jefferson. It, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's Stephon Diggs. It's Jalen Waddle. It's, you know, just so many uh, explosive weapons that they're going to have to face. And, and, you know, you really don't even need to, for me, get out of the division. You start with, with Waddle and, and Hill, Tua, what they're doing down in Miami, what they've done the last two years, the Patriots. Uh, and obviously we all know what Buffalo's doing and, and, and what they've got. So uh, how do these cornerbacks kind of play out? And we're watching a little bit of Malcolm Butler as well. I mean, you'd love to get that old Malcolm Butler, that feisty man coverage guy. Uh, but who knows? I mean, that's a year off. We'll, we'll have to wait and see on, on him. Yeah, these, these are the kinds of things that, you know, you start to sort out um, – well, you see, you see it a little bit when you, we move to, like, the Carolina joint practices, and you'll see the groups that are out playing together, and then you go into the games, and you sort of see who's working with each other, and you try to figure out, okay, well, someone is probably not healthy and not playing in the game at the time, so you got to figure out, would that guy be in there? But this is when those, those kinds of questions start to get answered. We yeah. start watching the personnel groups and, and drawing our conclusions. Yeah, as we see, it looks like we're, uh, we're all coming back to the, to the right side field, and... Uh Seems like Matt Patricia's got, got a piece of paper out, so maybe... Yeah, uh, this will probably be 11-on-11 11 11 then, or at least getting ready to do 11-on-11. 11 11. Now so the fun starts. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think I kind of undersold it a little bit at the top. I mean, there has been... Uh, I mean, there's certainly been more little team competitive periods, it seems like. I mean, not maybe not more, but at least equal to what we were kind of seeing in the spring, which was not much, but... Yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I think it's a continuation of the spring. I was worried this was just going to be a... A nothing-nothing? Hey, 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 how you doing? Just getting to know you, you know, with like trust falls and team building exercises. It's not really. Yeah, everybody stopped smoking <laughs> cigarettes for, for a week and got themselves in shape. <laughs> we gotta we gotta get over a uh, a wall without using anything. Gotta get a, a bucket of water <laughs> across a rope switch. You know. That's gonna you know. stay with seven on seven here, and Maddie P is over here this time. For this uh, for this one with Joe Judge, yeah. they're both here. And, and it's the, the same as it always was. <laughs> <laughs> and the dump off to Steve. It was nice of them to do it down our end this time, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got a good, uh, we got a good spot up overhead here. Uh, we can really get a bird's eye view. I mean, we moved here during COVID, and, and I don't think they're ever getting us down from here. It's just so we have. I'm just looking at some of the def defensive backs here. You, you, know, you have Terrence Mitchell. You have Kyle Duggar. You have Jalen Mills. Yeah. Uh, is Sean, that Adrian Phillips? Yeah, you got Sean uh, Wade on the inside in the slot. So a lot of a lot of different um, you know personnel groupings. This is like I was just talking about. You sort of try to 
figure out where everybody fits in and, and what might be the case uh, down the road. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, right now, just seeing McMillan and Wilson out there together, those are, you know, two new faces. I mean, I, I know McMillan was here briefly last year, but, I mean, you talk about the transition of linebacker, guys that can run, guys that can cover. I mean, they've been around the league a little bit. You know, no offense to, to Jelani Tavai or Harvey Longy, also, you know, guys who have played, but, you know, maybe more of the, the special teams kind of tip. And, you know, Jawan Bentley, a lot, of, a lot of eyes on him this year. I mean, he's been here, re-signed a couple of years. I mean, has the leadership. They got a real good year last year. Got a ton of experience in 2020. Uh, Mac just misfires there in the back okay. of the end zone. So let me throw one out at you early. Yeah. An, an unfair one. But, Please. But that's what I do. I like that. Jonathan Jones is on PUP. I mentioned this briefly at the start. He's a guy that makes a little bit of money. I see Sean Wade doing a lot of stuff in the slot. I saw a lot of that in the spring, too. I'm just wondering if they're grooming him to maybe replace Jonathan Jones. If maybe Jonathan Jones could be one of those surprise cuts. I mean, I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a great point. When you, whenever you look at the money and the depth at slot, I mean, I think the only, the only reason for pause is just the overall turnover you've had and, you know, the experience that he, you know he yeah. has. Can you come in with, like, a brand new group You know, and, and especially, you know, some of the experience he's had with Tyreek Hill. I mean, is that, you know, something you feel like you're going to need with him in the division now? Granted, he's a little bit older. He's a little bit expensive. Well, that's why it you would look be a at surprise. <laughs> you look at Miles Bryant. You look at, uh, you know, like we mentioned with, with Marcus Jones. I mean, all those guys kind of fit that slot kind of profile. Someone's got to go. Someone's got to go. Right? You can't have all of those guys. And I'm looking at another guy, too, I think, that, you know, maybe not in that mix, but, but not far from it is, is, is Bledsoe. Bledsoe, again, you know? yeah. Another guy. Brian Hoyer rolls out. And Christian Wilkerson with the touchdown. Now, I came into that play a little bit late, but, I mean, that would be, you know, that's kind of the uh, this kind of play action rollback. And, and I don't know. Like, I was just thinking the same thing. Like, yeah. was that a designed? Because you just sort of, like, spun back and reversed to the, you know, to his left. Because that's, like, the wide zone coming off the wide so zone. So I don't know if that was something that was called and he, you know, was pre-planned in his mind. I'm yeah. going to wait a split second here and then yeah. or – if he would just bought a little bit of time and, and waited for Wilkerson to to pop open. Uh, that's a good throw from uh, Mac to yeah, Parker. Parker, not Harry. Parker. On, uh, oh yeah, on Marcus Jones. Um, but that's, you know, I think that's, that's a good example of Parker. I mean, it's a size mismatch. You know, you get Marcus Jones lined up on whatever Dante, uh, Devontae Parker is. What is he, like 6'3"? I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's no question. And those are the kind of things I think they can uh, – you know that they can exploit. Bill liked can, that one, it looks yep. like. Bill gave him a little attaboy. <laughs> All the receivers went to uh, rally around him for that one. Yeah, and I like Mac, you know, firing that one in there. That was not wide open. It was a, a little bit Two of a guys tighter. On him, yeah. A little bit of a tighter window, and uh, I thought he got it in there nicely to, to, to his, newest, uh, his newest toy. Devontae Parker. Parker. So you got Thornton out there now. Yeah, trouble getting away from Malcolm Butler. And, ooh. and that time Parker touchdown on. Oh, and he, oh, he oh, fires oh. the crowd out. <laughs> They're loving it. Oh, and all right. See, I and, love that. And he, and just, and he just hurt himself. <laughs> I kid, well, I was, kid. That, that was, was for Fred. That was that for was, Fred in case yeah. Fred was listening. That was for Fred. Sorry. That's great. Though. I can't help it. That's myself. great. Great play. Nice catch. No, this, the, you know, Pumped with, the with Bo like with Bourne and Parker, you see some juice with that yep. wide receiver group. And, I, yep. you know, they, they're going to need to uh, create some of that energy. 
That was a, a nice play. Crowd went wild. Borden came over, gave him a, gave him a jump, jump on a bump. And, it, I mean, Paul, it, it looks like Patricia. It looks like Patricia calling this stuff. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Still seven on seven, but, I mean, you got Bill. They all have, you know, like Bill has a, you know, a, yeah. a card in his hand, too. Oh, Bill pulled. Pulls now, this down. one was not designed. That one was definitely not designed. He pulled that one yeah. down and, and then slid a little bit to his, yeah. to his right. Hit Aguilar, the back end. Aggie. Nelly. Nice little play. And Brian Horrison. Nice little session for Mac there. I mean, a couple of nice ones to Parker. Uh, just love the pumping up the crowd. I mean, it's just, you know, people, people here to watch this stuff. That's, that's what they live for, getting Devontae Parker right up in their face. Fired up, making a big catch. You fired up, man? It's fired up. Let's see. Hey, uh, Quentin. Yeah, so, so Charles writing in, same kind of question, wondering the whole mystery behind Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, their clauses in their contracts with their former employers. Uh, if the Patriots would have to pay them in higher echelon roles, uh, would they have to pay the remaining balances? I mean, I think that's, that's kind of something you've, uh, I think, hit on in the past, Paul. It's just, you know, they're being, still being paid by former teams. If you give them an offensive coordinator title, not only, you know, do you have to pay them, does that cancel out what their other team's paying them? So, you know, little financial, financial loopholes. Little we love financial them. loopholes wherever you can <laughs> find them. Uh, but, I, I, I mean, I do think that is, uh, that's a question that, that can be asked. Yeah, uh, but it you would be my guess that that has something to do with it. <laughs> I mean, it's a funny picture right now. You literally have Joe Judge, Bill Belichick, Matt Patricia standing right in a row, each about <laughs> five feet from each other. All looking at their play cards. All <laughs> making it look like they're <laughs> calling know, a play. Uh, I mean, I don't think that they're trying to be facetious, but it's uh, but it's just a, a, and a Does funny it look visual. like Matty P is talking into, like, the headset oh. right now? It kind of oh. looks like that to me from, from afar. Oh, please. From afar. Yes, that can confirm. Big Binos. Yeah. Big Barnos do confirm Matt Patricia. So he has a headset on. Does does Joe Judge have a headset on? I mean, all due respect to headsets, he might not need one. He has uh, a loud voice. With all due respect to headsets, he does not have a, a, a walkie-talkie. Now, okay, so, so Alex, remember when I was talking about Mac Jones last year? I had very few plays that the ball didn't seem to come out yeah. very quick, and it was kind of atypical of a lot of rookies. And you see that was a Bailey Zappi rep right there, and he probably held the ball for 10 seconds. You know, he was pumping, he was moving, he was waiting, because he's probably not quite as certain as, of what he's seeing as, you know, a guy with a little bit more experience. And I thought that's what really jumped out to me with Mac Jones last year, was as a rookie, he you seemed to couldn't tell he was nervous. He, Bailey looks... Yeah, it was just like he wasn't, like, sure of where he w wanted to go with the ball, whereas Mac generally did know where he wanted to go with the ball on most plays last, last summer. Yeah. And I think that was what was really that really stood out it's in it's training camp. Total contrast, exactly what I said, kind of at the top. Just interesting to kind of compare and contrast each year when you have a rookie quarterback. A little one off the beaten path here from from Destiny writing in. It's only her second time writing in, but uh, she wants she she wants us to laugh a little bit. Right? But how do we feel about the Bears' receiving core now uh, with Nikhil Harry? <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for Justin Fields. That's, uh. a, that's a, a weak crop of of talent. What was um, the caller we had in from? He was oh calling in from Chicago yesterday, saying he thought he was. Uh, he had a, he had a, what <laughs> would you rather? Would you rather the Patriots go 0 and 17, or Nikhil Harry leads the league in receiving? <laughs> <laughs> I went with Harry. I went with Harry on that one. As much as it pains me. I look forward to the potential of um, whispers coming out of Nikhil now that he's in Chicago. I wonder if he'll start talking. I agree. Yeah. That's something to keep an eye on. I mean, it's a great, you know, look, it's a it's Followed quickly by the entirety of Patriots Nation <laughs> ripping him for yes. doing it. 
Yeah, it's uh, I mean a good opportunity for Nikhil. You know, I mean you talk about you want to go to a place for a reset. You got a young quarterback with a big arm, not really much to work with. I mean, how much would Chicago love it for him to come in and contribute? But all right, we're going to some. Uh, looks like it's some eleven on eleven. No, not even, not even, almost. It's like like eleven on seven maybe. But not, is it nine on seven down nine there? Nine on seven. Yeah. No, no, they look like they got the full. Numbers are hard. Yeah, hey, this I can't count. It's hard. I have it. I can't. I can't. <laughs> uh, all right, but you know what I can do? Let's do a little offensive line uh, look-see here. Let's give a, a, a looky-loo. Let's, well, let's talk about. What do you uh, got down there? Yeah, let's talk about the Parker. Uh, the or, Sorry, the Parker. I keep talking about Parker. The win and uh, Trent Brown kind of switch. I mean, that seems like that is continuing to be the case. Trent Brown has, has been consistently a left tackle. Isaiah Wynn has been consistently a right tackle. Same kind of group we've uh, we've seen in, uh, that we saw in the spring. So. It seems like there's uh, definitely something there to, to that kind of rejigger of, of the offensive line with Cole Strange coming in, and, and of course James Ferentz is working a lot with the top group today uh, with Michael Omwenu at right guard. And what number is Ferentz? 65. 65. Bubba. Bubba. Doesn't he just look like a guy that they call Absolutely. Bubba? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's kind of football. I don't know if I call it royalty, but Ferentz. It's like Iowa football. Is this heaven? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Iowa. Yeah, we've gotten to that point of uh, practice uh, already. Starting a little earlier than normal. Starting Sorry. To, starting, to, starting to die down a little bit. Yeah, there's uh, some makeshift work 11 on 11, I think, is what we're, we're getting for the most part. Yeah, well, you've got the defensive lineman with, with, uh, with those blocking pads, so it makes me yeah. wonder if this is kind of run-fit stuff. And, and maybe, maybe going over some, yeah, some of their sets. Now maybe this is uh, maybe some inside zone work now. Hard to tell, but certainly. But yeah, it no certainly seems and like your point, Mike. Uh, the the Trent Brown, Isaiah Wynn swap looks to be more of a permanent thing. Yeah, and we'll see if if things change. But this has gone on, you know, now four, five, six times that we've gotten to see them, and yeah. that's that's been the lineup every time they've both been out there. Yeah, it's legit. I mean, I forget who I saw bring it up, but talking about. Well, maybe they want Strange to be surrounded by, you know, two veterans. But I don't know. Is it? I mean, does it really make that much of a, a, a I, difference? I think it's a pretty simple equation yeah. to me, and I think they feel like Trent Brown's a better player than Isaiah Wynn. Mm. And and if, I, and if that's the case, then I think that's exactly what you do. And I, and I have to say, like, I, I feel pretty good. I mean, I don't feel like this is, you know, one of the top three, five lines in the league. But I, I, I think if they stay healthy that they can be a very good offensive line and, and you know but it's just staying healthy I think that's the biggest key and I think that's why kind of people sleep on them let me not sleep on them but you know maybe underrate them a little bit is just because of the injury history and you know every time it kind of comes up we get a caller a question that brings up well who's up when Trent Brown goes down who's up when Isaiah Wynn goes down but the, uh, I mean, those are know, good questions those are good questions and and it's, it's you know are we in that that rare version of the multiverse with Doctor Strange that, like, this is the year that all of them stay healthy and that, you know, they're, I mean, they've, there have been years like that with the Patriots where it's just wire I, to wire, right? And I do it's think... Strange. Like, <laughs> I do think there is uh, some questions. I know Warren Sharp, who does a lot of that football analysis, I think he had the Patriots offensive line at 17. Either 17 or 18, something in that neighborhood. Um, but I do think if you look at it on paper, you might say, well, wow, that seems low. But... They lost two starters from last year, and they really only replaced one. 
by drafting Cole Strange in the first round. They had a guy who obviously they didn't feel was as good as the guys playing last year who's now plugged in. I think he's fine. I think your point about him playing right guard is a good one, Mike. I think he's probably more suited to that. I think he played better there as a rookie than he did last year, uh, you know, sort of moving around a little bit. Um, So I think if Brown and Wynn both stay healthy, I think the offensive line will be fine. I don't think it's a dominant group. Um, And I think a big part of improvement that you might see is going to be on Mac. Like that backside, I mean, that front side pressure that seemed to bother him from the first snap of the season all the way through the end of the year, that can't be an issue anymore. That can't be an issue anymore. He's got he's to get, get to the bottom of that. I don't think he was consistently under a tremendous amount of pressure last year, but there were specific blitzes that he seemed to have a hard time recognizing. Yeah, for sure. A nice little touchdown scamper there by Ramondre Stevenson, Mac Jones. Give a nice. They call him Mondre. Reaction. Mondre. Yeah, they call him Mondre. I tell you, Paul. I mean, sounds so French. You've been all over Mondre this season, and I feel like a lot of people are starting to come around to what you've been saying, Paul. I feel like for for the whole off season of, you know, there's a lot of intrigue. I think with Ramondre Stevenson, and the question is, you know, can he just kind of get that rhythm and get into a, enough carries and, you know, that consistency where yep. he can be every week in, week out, a problem. I think last year it was, sometimes it was, sometimes yeah, Harris. You, you, but you never really f- had that game where they both were just going off. They were both healthy. You had guys in and out. I don't know how much a, a Strong and Harris are going to factor into this immediately, but I think I think Stevenson could really could really be onto something this yeah, year. Yeah, our buddy Phil Perry's uh, oh, yeah. been all over that train. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's very high on on Stevenson's ability to to maybe take a take it to the next level. And so there's uh, there's Ty Montgomery getting a carry out of the backfield as well. So saw him a lot with the receivers in minicamp, but it's just an example of of a guy that can do a lot of things. And you know, just you can't ignore those guys on this roster, especially if injuries start to pop up. You know, we don't know about White, James Taylor, is Strong going to be ready to go? I mean, you, I think you could pretty easily see Ty Montgomery playing a role in the backfield in week one on, on passing downs. James Taylor, huh? James Taylor. Doing his little uh, fire and rain. I thought that was a lap. No, nope, not, not, not a lap. Not a lap. It's not a lap. It's not, not a pick. It's not a pick. <laughs> you got Anthony Jennings down there. Man, God bless. God bless Matthew Judon in the full. I mean, he is rocking the full red sweatshirt. He's playing into the red sleeves of it all. But It's a brand to him. Whew. I think we asked him last year, and he was like, I always wear sweatshirts. That's kind of his kind of his thing. We'll see if that holds next week if it gets like a little steamy out here. Like a wrestler trying to cut weight. Yeah, right. Just running around out there. He's probably gonna have to wrestle Just shoot. Rush, well, yeah, <laughs> wrestle shoot. You know? Wrestle shoot. Do you get that reference out? No. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure she doesn't. I'm just laughing and nodding. Yeah, no, it's all right. No, it's a uh, Vision Quest, 80s movie. Classic. Matthew early, Modine. Early 80s cheese. Oh, High school wrestler. Kitty's got a. He wants to wrestle the. He big, wants to wrestle the, the best wrestler in the area, and like he has to lose weight to do it. So he, get, he wants to wrestle. Shoot. It's all come Falls in love with Linda Fiorentino. <laughs> I mean, it's a great, uh, great all around. Uh, Sounds like it checks all the boxes. Yeah. I feel like what we should have done in the last couple of weeks was be like, Alex, you got to watch Godfather at least two or three times, and Jaws at least two or three times if you want to. Yeah, seen Godfather. Jaws. Jaws? Just yeah. not Jaws. Yeah. Oh, wow. I need, a, I need another beer. This was no boat accident. <laughs> Did you call the authorities? I was such Did a Cape Cod girl, too, so, that so you, you would never, think you I would have seen it. So you never really just 
flip on the TV on a weekend and randomly go to TBS or, or AMC where it just seems to always, always, always oh, be Oh, I've on. definitely <laughs> seen it flipping through the channel, just not for its entirety. <laughs> the only clip I can really remember that I have like a core memory of is just like the worst prop shark I've ever Oh, had, like. it was the 70s. It was, it I was know. hard. Steven Spielberg did a great job, but somehow it, it, it's, it's always he did what on. He could. Somehow it's always on. Somehow I always watch it. And somehow I always then get a text from Paul and or Hardy watching it as well at the same time, pointing out some little bit of minutia. Oh, did he hold he on? down with it. Nope. Nope. Uh, so that was Max. I don't know. He's throwing a Parker. And I don't know. Like they're celebrating like the, he did. The, the defense was celebrating like, it. No. The ball is over <laughs> there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened on that play. I don't think he survived the ground on that one. But, uh, but he seems to be acting like he did. Yeah, the offense is definitely celebrating like it's a touchdown. Yeah. They're the defense was together, celebrating yeah. like it was a stop, and the ball wasn't really close to anybody by the time they all got up off the ground. Uh, but that was Parker again, by the way, with more yep. uh, of that enthusiasm, yeah. that energy. And a similar kind of – it wasn't like he was wide open. I mean, he had a guy on him. But that's what he does. That's what he does. Oh, Montgomery back in the, back in the backfield now. Mack. And – Little completion to Kendrick Bourne, with Raekwon McMillan covering him. He seems he seems to be celebrating. The other the rest of the offense not so much. Yeah, know. I mean that one was really that was about eight yards short of the goal <laughs> line. I'm not sure there was a touchdown there. Like, well, no, no celebration for me, guys. What's going on here? <laughs> that may have been uh, a no gain in life. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> well, I think yeah, Raekwon McMillan probably would have uh, probably would have wrapped him up and, and thrown him down. But uh, you know so the, the the same triumvirate here uh, of yeah, look at this guy the triumvirate. Belichick. All right. Flanked but on either side by Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. I mean, you know, three peas in a pod. Uh, Hoyer to Montgomery, yeah. a little bit behind him and low, I thought. And Uche would have probably Uche. had a sack and tackled him on that play. No. <laughs> no, that was, that was last year. <laughs> first time we mentioned Josh Uche today. And uh, I don't know, I think high hopes, high hopes to see that, uh, you know, he can – really contribute this year maybe pick up six seven sacks something like that I mean I don't necessarily need him to be an every down player but I think he needs to be a disruptive player when he's out there and now Brian Hoyer in and it, that's, yeah now that's, that's a, a long time but does complete it to Tyquan Thornton uh, that, that one after definitely. about 10 seconds yeah <laughs> so I mean these are the things that you, you kind of have that was mallet-esque uh, maybe, maybe now is a good time, Paul, to do a little uh, talk about training camp stats. Good oh. example right there as, uh, you know, hey, Ty Brian Hoyer, one for one, caught a, uh, Tyquan Thornton caught a touchdown. And that's why I don't do seconds. stats. And, that, and that's why when you look on Patriots.com, you're not going to find those stats. I'm sure you can find them elsewhere. Well, but you probably will. I, but I, I think that there's a, there's a, good there's throw. a nice throw. To, I don't to know Thornton. if he was in, but that's a great. I don't think he got the feet down. I, I, that's, but a, that's a great throw by Hoyer. Yeah. That put it yeah. perfectly uh Outside, nice catch by Thornton. I mean, you know, it, it hasn't been much, but yeah, I give, think yeah, yeah, absolutely. Parker Thornton. and Thornton have, have 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 shown up a little bit here today on the, on the first day. When they were down doing those like red zone throws closer to us, uh, Taekwon got some good separation, showed off like the speed, but Bailey just way overthrew it. Yeah. So it's kind of like missed opportunity to to see Taekwon. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, it's interesting. It's, it's hard to watch. I mean, and, and I don't want to compare him to Randy Moss, but I think those tall, lean guys that are really fast are, are kind of hard to gauge. I think, you know, even defensive backs had, had trouble with Randy Moss just because he would gather so much speed, you know, and, and, and 
those long legs. It does, never looks like he's really going that fast, but, I mean, he's cooking. I wonder, you know, it's easy to see with a guy like Tyreek Hill, who's just electric and 5'8", and, you know. But these taller guys, I mean, I do think the Thornton speed shows up even when he's doing little stuff. But, you know, what does it look like when he gets a, a step on somebody and he's able to pull away? I mean, that's, that's the stuff that I want to see when he's got the ball in his hands. Um, you know, as much as, it, hey, let's see him get downfield and, you know, see Mac hit him down the sidelines. Let's see him, you know, just a little underneath stuff and, and see what he can do. All right, here we go. Mac back in. Sack. And yeah, that looks like 59 and 52. Okay. These mm -hmm. are the plays, like, when Mike talks about stats and things like that. Okay, so there's no pads. So the offensive line is sort of powerless to, like, do anything about a guy running full speed at him, you know, to try to keep him away. I mean, obviously yeah. they're working on their footwork and their hand placement and whatnot, but. And this is something that's getting cracked down on more and more in recent years. Any kind of contact at these things. And the, the leagues get to watch some of this video. And yeah. all it takes is, you know, one, one bad practice tape, you know, with some, you know, too much contact. Yeah. And you end up in trouble. You're getting fined. Yeah. And, you know, even Cowboys, worse right? at sometimes with, uh, you know, with draft picks. I think Baltimore's had uh, some, some issues with that, too. I think yeah. Chicago may have at some point. So, like, I, I, it's, it, it's tough. It's yeah. tough to, to deal with the pass rush when you're in that setting. Oh, is that uh, it's our boy Folk? Hold my beer. Oh, here we Gonna go. Gonna kick some field goals here. Hold this. This is the uh, Eric Scalavino honorary uh, uh, field goal kick. Yo, what's he do? What's he got on his arm? He's got some kind of giant pad on his. He's got a rash. What is going on? Are they? So let's see. Nick, so Nick Folk, he's not kicking. 14, right. 24. Yeah. Right? What are these? What's that? I think a 24-yard field goal. Oh, yeah, here Ish. we go. Yeah. Swing of the right leg. Um, uh, I think so. I don't know. Look good to me. Yeah, we call it good. Alex, you're, you're going to have to tell us if field goals are good or not. <laughs> Both of those were good, I think. Because Paul doesn't have very good <laughs> eyesight. I mean, to be fair, Paul, it's the depth perception that's hard to get. If you just look at the, the field goal post to the left, yeah. just if the ball disappears that's behind yellow for that, a second, that, we're that good. Is, that, is what I try to, that is what I try to do. But <laughs> it just transforms into a right. yellow, brownish blur. The oblong pigskin through the H. <laughs> it was rather exhilarating. <laughs> so this is what, 30? Maybe 31? I can't tell. Yeah, yeah it looks 30. Although it's a little weird, Paul, because the uh, the field goal markers are a good 10 yards in back of the end of the end zone, which seems like they shorten the fields, perhaps. Oh yeah, you know, so you're you got to add another 10. On yeah, they definitely shorten the fields. There's At no least the parts that painted. Because it, it used to be up to the 40 yeah. both ways. Now it's only up to the 30. I'm gonna have to probably get yeah. that in my. Let's uh, get that in there. I have to get that in my blog today. Great, the grass looks great too. I think they redid and all it's the. I mean, it's green. It's green. So you're right. Um, I probably would tack yeah. another 10 yards onto these. I mean, the great, the great thing about this stuff is you can do two practices on it, go home, get stoned to the bejesus. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going there. I knew you were going there. God bless the you. California sense of Mia. <laughs> God bless you, Deuce. Uh, so we got some guys working on, looks like, punt blocks here, which, uh, you know, after... Uh, big couple of years of special teams plays. Not as many special teams 
game-changing plays last year, something they're probably looking to get. Well, unfortunately, get they had quite a few game-changing plays. Yeah, they're just all, all, all right. negative. Yeah. Oh, what they have, three blocked punts? Blocked punts, yeah. Some miscues. That looks like a really fun drill. So just jump. Yeah. I want to so take a whack at that the one. Edge. <laughs> you throw your body into the thing. There we go, Nick Folk. So I guess this would be like 49, 40, yeah. Yeah. And it's up, and it's good. Okay. Nice kick. That one was like low. And yeah, I'll take your word for it. I think so. I think that one, that one looked the goodest of all of them to me. And now we're coming back onto the main field. Well, I think this is a good sign, though, if they're you know doing this much interesting competitive stuff the first day. I think there'll probably be a pretty good platter of it over the next few days if you're thinking of uh, coming on down here uh, to check out some practice. There's definitely been some highlights to watch for sure, some competitive portions. I mean, not as crazy as things will get once the pads come on, but some to watch, you know. And again, we're seeing, uh, looks like we're going to get a little bit of 11 on 11 work here uh, down at the 10 yard line. And this would look like uh, a lot of a lot of the big dogs up here, but we're still seeing, uh, you know, Sean Wade, Bledsoe, those guys in the mix as well with, with the defensive side of the ball. And Max flushed out of the pocket, and he's got Ty Montgomery. It's a nice little, nice little throw. Not sure if he would have been sacked, but he was able to get away. Dietrich Wise was in there with, uh, with some pressure. As most of, it seems like most of the defenders are the ones, especially the front seven guys and the offensive line are the ones wearing those head pads, so makes sense. Those are the guys that are probably banging their heads the most. Who else we got? So yeah, I got, I think Nick Folk, did Nick Folk wear two at one point? I, I get all these kickers confused. I was looking at Tristan Vizcaino, uh, who hasn't done any real kicking yet. All right. Yeah, I don't know. He might have won two. Oh, that's a good uh, defensive play by Jalen Mills, yeah. speaking of number two. Yeah, trying yeah, to go to the, Parker. Try to go to the contested catches again with the uh, Parker in the back of the end zone, but and now it's Mills, Millsy, the trying to bring a little energy to the crowd. Crowd a little quiet today. The Green Goblin. Anyone? Uh, other than the uh, when, uh, other, other than, than the when, when incited, yeah, other than when incited yeah. by the players, I think <laughs> the players are bringing the energy. Exciting, excitement. They incited a riot. Yeah. So, so Matty, Matty P, one niner, something with the walkie-talkie. Yeah, more walkie-talkie for Matty P. And the defense, uh, yeah, huddled up as well. So Parker had another touchdown in this drill. You you guys were saying? Uh not 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 this one. That was just the that's just the breakup target. Well, I saw that one. I just I've seen him get at what two, one two. down okay. one down here yeah. and one down there. Yeah. But you know I think it's uh, you know it's hard to pump one or two plays up too much. But yeah. at this point it's all you got. Yeah. Here we go again. Another rep. Eleven on eleven. Yeah. Uh, another nice pass defense by your boy, Josh Bledsoe. Bledsoe. I don't, don't call I can't. He's a Bledsoe. He's got to be your guy, Paul. Oh, well, he's not the Bledsoe. <laughs> the Bledsoe. That's the thing. I'll never get used to his name being, like, yeah. you got to change your last name yeah. for me. I only have room for one, one Bledsoe yeah. crush. Yeah. yeah. It's true. But, you know, yesterday somebody called in and was asking about, like, a, a, a dark horse sleeper kind of guy. I mean, I think Josh Bledsoe. I mean, it, granted, it, the hard part is he's a stack position group with veterans over him that, you know, you're kind of penciling into play. Again, they keep, you know, drafting these safeties and signing these kind of hybrid safety guys, but 
He's been in the mix here all, all spring and, and right now coming into training camp. Back of the end zone. Ooh, nice throw and nice catch. Nice throw and catch. That's uh, Asi -Asi. Yeah, Brian Hoye to Devin Asiasi. Right in the corner, back corner of the end zone. Perfect pass by and, Hoyer. Uh, and was beating McCordy in coverage, too. So, you know, like you might say, oh, well, it's Hoyer and Asiasi. But, you know, there's, there's still some frontline guys out there on defense. Yep. yep. And, again, that was another one of those, you know, high arcing passes to the back pylon. Yeah, there you go. Over the line of defenders you with a the, the net. You love when it all, it all comes together. Love when a plan sense. comes together, Mike. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's about all I got today. Yeah. Oh, pick. Oh, interception. Joan Williams. Williams. Is that uh, Nixon? Making a need to play. Uh, you know, another uh, interesting little tidbit I saw there, Paul, uh, was my guy yesterday, kind of a dark horse, Henry Anderson, uh, watching him drop out into coverage. Um, you know, it's just something he's kind of traditionally been more of a up-the-field defensive end kind of a player, especially when he was with the Jets. But uh, that's why I had him as a dark horse. I think they need edge guys. He might be more of a hand-down guy, but I think that rep showed you, you know, that, that he can do a little bit of uh, work on, on, his, on his feet. Hoyer, not much open. Yeah, everybody's covered. Everybody covered on that one. Yeah, the defense has been much stronger in this set of sevens than they were the last one. Yeah. And obviously a, a needed play for Jawan Williams, who was thrust into, into action last year in the playoffs when Jalen Mills went on the COVID list after you know, starting 17 games, you got to go into the playoffs. And, uh, you know, Jawan Williams last year here, one of the last guys standing from that draft class. And, I mean, it's kind of now or never for, for a guy like him, especially where when he first got here, he was behind Stephon Gilmore, J.C. Jackson. You know, there, th there's nobody like that here now. So if ever he was going to step up, good little start to, for him. Paul, here's a good one I wanted to ask you about actually yesterday. A little. Uh, you might know the answer to this. How do you, you feel about the Bucks signing Julio Jones? Yeah, I, I think Julio Jones is close to to being done. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I think it's a good depth move for them. That, you know, I don't know what Godwin's situation is, um, you know, uh, how ready he'll be. I, I would think that he'd be off to at least a, a slow start. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good depth move, and Brady likes his veterans. Right, just for how many years people, you know, banging the Julio drum to get him here. It's uh, finally get a chance down in, in Tampa to play together with with Tommy. Mac to the back of the end zone. Oh, nice play, nice plays. Nice job by Aguilar yep. over uh, Butler. Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, Mac. That corner fade, nicely done. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I don't want to say they're overboard with the celebrations, but I really like the the overall energy, the support. You know, guys making plays, everybody coming over, high fives. You know, I think it's just something you hope where you see guys getting together in the off season, working together. That you know they're starting to build some some chemistry, some camaraderie. I mean, I I, I hope they're hearing a lot of the narrative of uh, you know that that they're not good enough, and and you know hopefully that's you know motivating them as a, as a group to. You know, try to elevate everybody and, and get to the next yeah, level. Yeah, I thought it was interesting to hear Bill so positive yesterday. I, I think that he probably feels like they need some of this positivity. They, they've yeah. heard, you know, they don't need any of that other stuff. They, yeah. Need, yeah. they need to hear how good they are. And, you know, I, I, I wonder if maybe that was a, an indication of him trying to pump them up a little bit. For sure. I mean, I, you know, it, it's one thing to, you know, it's your quarterback and, of course, but I, I do I, I agree with you in, in terms of, it just felt like 
Oh, Damian Harris getting the crowd pumped up a little bit. Again, there's a little toss-off walk-in, but... But again, the whole team coming over, all the offense. High and that was a big stuff. one because the entire defense yeah. had to do uh, some push-ups. <laughs> and it looks like they're all... Uh, can finally work my running up that hill uh, reference in. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here today. Great first day of training camp. Definitely a little bit more action than, than we even anticipated. Uh, we will be back here tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel, 9.15 a.m. Uh, we'll be coming at you. We'll see what changes are made, if anything, probably a similar type of practice. But, of course, want to thank all you guys for your calls, your emails, everything. We appreciate all the support. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to share everything else that's going on with Patriots Training Camp. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.